show number 48 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. This is show 48, yes, of Look at His Butt. At His Butt. At His Butt. Wow, show 48. Coming up fast on the half century mark. Wow. And how long is that in Shatner years? <laughs> it's nothing. Nothing. No, that's true. That's true. Time means nothing to Bill. That's, uh, yeah. He's the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going. He, and going. He, he's so busy. He's so busy all the time. He bounds out of bed in the morning. That's, that's the rumor. <laughs> well, what do we have in this show? Um, just to confuse everybody, we're going to mix it up a little bit. We have a review, and we're going to do that first, and then we're going to do the news and the email. And that's stuff. right. So our review starts out with a big, big, big plug. Oh, huge. To Super Happy Fun. <laughs> Which is a great name. Super, because, and uh, Super Happy Fun is so fabulous. Superhappyfun.com is a website, mm-hmm. sells DVDs. Mm-hmm. And when you go there and look at, there's a, a genre, pull-down <laughs> menu, and you look at it, you know, and there's thriller and sci-fi and TV, and then in all caps, there is a genre, Shatner. Isn't that the best? That he's got his, his own, own a genre of Shatner. I love it. So you go there, and there's, I don't know, six or seven of, mm-hmm. of Bill's movies, ones that are not easy to find. I was going to say fairly obscure movies. At Price that. is really, really reasonable. And um, I, I wrote to Super Happy Fun, and they wrote back and said, any fan of Shatner's <laughs> is a friend of ours. So Super Happy Fun is a friend of yours, too. And we got three movies from them. One is, uh, I believe, we haven't looked at it yet, three DVDs, is a compilation of clips yes. of Bill singing, mm-hmm. I think on the Dinosaur Show, and it's called Shatner Rock God. That's a great name. Um, one is a movie from the early 70s, early 70s called Soul Survivor, mm-hmm. which we have not watched. And the third one we did just watch, also from the 70s. 1972. And it's called The People. <laughs> And can we just take a break and let me do my Sally Field impression? <laughs> the people. The people. Okay, that was all. So the fact that this movie is called The People should tip you off right away that it's sort of a sci-fi alien movie because all those movies have titles like that. Well, and it also should tip you off that the creativity level is like negative <laughs> because anything with names like The House, The People, mm-hmm. The, you know. I think somebody should make a movie and call the it The Kitchen Sink. Yeah, That'd and just throw everything in Yeah, definitely. So Super Happy Fun had a really great, great summary of this movie, <laughs> which actually makes it sound a lot better than the movie <laughs> is, which says, um, a bunch of people pretending to be Mormons. <laughs> Shatner saves the day just by being Shatner. <laughs> How can you resist a movie like that? Really? The interesting things about this movie is that it was... Oh, there were interesting well, things? Well, <laughs> not not the movie, just things about the movie, okay, okay. was that it was um, produced by uh, Francis Ford Coppola. It was a Zotrope Productions thing. So this is the early 70s when... It's 1972, so right around when Godfather came out, mm-hmm. and he was really trying to establish this independent film studio where he could have these little mm-hmm. films coming out of them. Um, and it was all shot in Northern California, so the scenery is actually quite beautiful. It yes. looked like it was shot in um, Muir Woods, parts of it. You can see the beautiful redwood trees, and mm-hmm. it's a yep. lot of it is outdoors, so it's kind of nice looking, although it's not lit very well. No. Um, and we figured they had a budget of maybe around $500, and they shot it in about a week. 
And Bill's part took a morning. A morning to shoot, even though he changed shirts. Yeah. That was his whole... He's got, like, like two scenes, I don't know, 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And then nothing until the end. And then he's in it for another five minutes or so. And then he saves the day and the end. Yeah. Um, So not much Bill content. In fact, I was taking notes as we were watching it, and my notes say, 12 minutes in, where is Bill? (laughs) You were timing it. And then 17 minutes in, finally he shows up. You know, you gotta. It's a movie with it's, Bill Shatner. You have yeah. to know when he shows up. So, if you ever see this movie, know that he comes in about seventeen minutes into the film. Right. So don't don't hurry through the popcorn line. Right. Um, so let's see. Uh, the summary that is given on Super Happy Fun is more or less accurate. <laughs> Except I think they're pretending to be Amish. I think so too. It looked like they got the costumes that were left over from Little House on the Prairie, mm-hmm. um, and they all and some of the footage probably. <laughs> They dressed them all up like that, um, just not to give away too much of the plot, but I will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're aliens, yeah. and they're living amongst us, and they're trying to hide their super alien powers because they're afraid of persecution, and the whole... And this, wait, i got to tell everybody how you know it's an alien. Oh, tell me. Shuffling the feet. Yeah. Aliens are not allowed to lift their feet. Yeah, and not allowed to laugh or do any of those other or things. Or make music. Yeah. Or so they're more like Puritans, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kim Darby's in this. Kim Darby is the and star. She's, she's a stick figure. Mm-hmm. She is so astoundingly skinny. It's really quite amazing. And she's a teacher who's hired from to come from the outside to like get the kids to lighten up or something. And I don't know. this teacher, you know, got her degree from Kmart or something. <laughs> yes. Um. So one of the things that we noticed, again, about the movie, not the plot of the movie, was that a lot of it seemed to be shot silent on location, and then they dubbed everything in later. There (laughs) were one or two scenes where it looked like they had actually mic'd it outside, but Mm -hmm. all of the outdoor stuff was all fairly badly dubbed, I would say. So So at that case, at at that point, why didn't they dub it in Esperanto? Uh, They should have, because it would have made a much more interesting It would have made a, a fantastically bad companion piece. The other very strange thing about this movie was the names. The names of everything. Yeah. So the name of the movie is, I'm sorry, the name of the town is Bendo. Like Like Ben Dover. Like Ben Dover. Um, Ben Dover boyfriend. Kim Darby's Darby's character's name is Melody, but it's spelled with an E at the end, so it looks like Melody. And her last name is is Amerson. Not Anderson, but... Or Amberson. No, Amerson. Amerson. So it's like a dyslexic person did the names. Mm-hmm. And then one of the female characters is named um, Valency. Mm-hmm. Like atoms and electrons, Valence. <laughs> and then one of the little boys is named Francher. And we spent pretty much the whole movie trying to figure out what his name actually was. Because sometimes it's not like Francher. And sometimes it's not like Brancher. And sometimes something else. Yeah. Rancher, I thought. It was weird. Yeah. And then some other kind of strange names in here as well. Um, Bill's part... Oh, and the kid who's named Francher looks like Henry Rollins, but blonde. He and little. And little. <laughs> a little blonde Henry Rollins. Same sneer, though. Same sneer. Um, and Bill is a doctor. That's his role. Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill. He gets to eat in this movie, so we get to see him chewing on a chicken leg, but no swallowing. Yeah. Very disappointing. Well, they were on that kind of budget. You had to spit it back out and use it again for the next take. <laughs> So, uh, whatever. There's a plot. Stuff happens. And his jeans fit badly. Not great butt. No. N- no good basket. And, okay, I take it back. I take it back. We watched some other awful thing ages ago, and we said, that's Bill's worst toupee. This one. Oh, it's so bad. This one is so bad that the other toupees laugh at this toupee. 
So I have a little story to tell about the toupee. Oh, goody! When I was very, very little, um, in the winter in New Jersey, we were playing outside, and uh, I remember this very distinctly. It hadn't been snowing, but it was very cold and windy. And I found in our driveway a hairpiece. <laughs> it was a woman's hairpiece. This was probably 1968 or 69, uh-huh. and it was the kind of fall that you would put, like, with a little comb into mm-hmm. your hair to make it look higher. Yeah. And it was a piece of human hair, black, black as night, <laughs> ink black, black human hair. What year was this? 68, 69. Yeah. So not okay. too unusual. It was the kind of thing that you could probably get at the beauty salon or mm-hmm. maybe the drugstore. I don't quite know. Or Kmart. Or Kmart. Or probably uh, the, the, the place near us, This the department store was called Grant's, and that's <laughs> probably where it was purchased. And... Some poor woman, it must have blown right off her head, and it landed in our driveway. And my parents let me keep it. <laughs> Did you, like, wear it? Did you have your dolls wear I it? I used to wash it and comb it, and it was like, oh, I know, isn't it crazy? <gasps> oh, my God, what a sick little girl you were. <laughs> so it was like this hair, because you could comb it. It was real hair, so it didn't come apart. Mm-hmm. But it was black, dyed black, and it looked like Bill's toupee. And I think that's what it was. <laughs> Wow. Do you still have it? No, I think I threw it Are out. Are you sure? I don't have it anymore. <laughs> it I could it. be a heirloom <laughs> that you could pass on. <laughs> I, I had it for a while, and I it really, that was like a thing that I really liked to do with it, was to comb it and wash it. Anyway, I was instantly reminded of this hairpiece well, when I saw that thing sitting on his head. It was just like that. Lovingly washed and combed. Yeah. Except this didn't look like it had been washed very well. Either. It's true. It looked pretty pretty stiff, like sprayed yeah, stiff. Yeah, it was bad. It was black. Dye, black oh, hair. Very, Bill with yeah. black hair. Really not attractive on him. Saw a teeny, teeny, tiny bit of chest hair. Little tiny bit. When his collar was open yeah. just a little. We wish we could have seen a little bit more of that. Um, so I have a, a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the plot of the movie... Uh, they say that every every one of these aliens has a gift, and they all have different sorts of gifts. Like some sort of have this music gift, and some have art or something. So everybody has a different gift. Now I know Bill wasn't one of the aliens, but if he had a gift, what would it be? Charm and hotness. <laughs> Can you get more specific? Like what could he have done psychokinetically with his mind? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for a pop quiz. <laughs> you to kind of think out loud about this what would be the gift that bill could have if he could do stuff well this with is the thing mind? you've got to i'm thinking you got to do things with your your mind uh-huh. that you could not do yeah on your own so like charming the pants off people that's nothing he doesn't he's See, already doing that he already has that gift so yeah. what would be the gift that that he would have that would be over and above to grow new hair so he wouldn't have to wear that toupee <laughs> I, I just, you know, I thought it would be an interesting point of discussion. Oh. Maybe it would be something like, you know, goosing ten women at once or something. Oh. I don't know. What makes you think he hadn't done that? He's got ten fingers. <laughs> or, you know, giving ten women an orgasm at one time. Oh, he's easily done that. <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay, twenty. We're looking in the millions. Think about all the women watching a Star Trek episode. 
That's true. Okay, 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 so okay, okay. He's already done that. Well, see, all of the people seem see, to... He's got superpowers so powerful, we can't come up with more superpowers for him. So he could, He would live forever. That would be his, his uh, thinking. All right, all right. Well, I'm thinking, like, maybe he could give every woman in the world an orgasm at the same time. And you know what? Have you heard about Jump Day? World <laughs> I jump did hear day? about Jump Day, yes. Okay, I think... Every woman in the world having an orgasm from Bill Shatner at the same time would do more to correct global warming than world jump. I, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. It's certainly more of a quake than De- definitely. In the air. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah. So, if you, the listening audience, have any ideas about um, what sort of superpowers Bill would have that he doesn't already have, remembering right, that he right. already has superpowers. Oh, yeah. So, you know, growing hair would be good. <laughs> living forever, that would be another good one. Eating all he wants to without getting fat, that would probably be what he'd like to have. I would like to have that one. Please <laughs> sign me up, too. So, all right. Well, I just thought I'd throw that out there, you know, as a thought experiment. Wow. Okay. We're getting all intellectual now, I know. I know, and I'm not prepared for that at all. <laughs> not after the week I've had. My eyes are still rolling around. and I, You know, if we had had beer slushies, it probably would have been... We'd be even more incoherent. Mm, yes. Luckily, we're sticking to Verner's right now. <laughs> so, uh, any, any closing thoughts on this bad movie that we just watched? Well, it is a bad movie, but we can check it off our list. Mm-hmm. And we are, are just so excited to have found Super Happy Fun... And we are, are, are happy to, to tell people, you know, go there and... Uh, oh, that's the other thing I want to say. I think these DVDs are things, you know, that originally came from videotape and were compiled onto DVD. Mm-hmm. And at least from viewing this one, the quality surprised me with how good, the, good the actual quality yeah. of the transfer was. It looked good. It really looked good. It was complete. It had the beginning and it had all the credits at the end. Mm-hmm. So it went right through from beginning to end. Yeah. It wasn't... You know, cut off, and there didn't seem mm-hmm. to be any um, edits within right. the movie itself. So there'll be a link to Super Happy Fun on our yes. website. Go there and Please. look at the genre. Also, oh, I wanted to mention this. Uh, Mike, the guy that I corresponded with there, is um, like every other Shatner fan, trying very, very hard to get a copy of the tenth level. Yes, which we still now don't we know have. a number of people looking for that, ourselves included. So if you know about that, that is like the ultimate homework. It is. Now, uh, there was a good suggestion um, from Milochka mm-hmm. who said perhaps a copy would be available through um, a university in their um, their videotapes because they often have older stuff, stuff that might have been used. Like, you could imagine them showing that as part of a psychology class, right, perhaps, or, sociology. Or, or sociology. So I actually checked, because um, I have access to uh, the UC Berkeley all of the UC libraries, and they do not have it, which was a little mm. disappointing. But I encourage anybody out there who has access to check um, university, wherever you live, whatever the big university is, go online, see if you can get into their library, and look to see. Um, and even if you're not a student there, sometimes you can um, check something out if you get special permission. Or let us know, and maybe we can arrange to have a copy made or something like yes. that. But I think that's a good place to look because it doesn't look like it was ever released commercially, but copies of it might have been provided to schools. Right. Now, the other thing uh, Mike is looking for is, as he says, a pristine copy of Rocket Man. And we've all seen the Rocket Man on YouTube and various things, and they're all pretty bad. Yeah. So if you know where uh, Mike can get a really good copy of that, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Maybe he'd be up for a trade yeah. if he's you know got something that you're interested in. But, you know, we've got to keep 
There's, there's plenty of Shatner to go around, so oh. you just have to keep spreading it. Absolutely. And they have all kinds of fun stuff at Super Happy Fun, too. Mm-hmm. If you're into, um, you know, weird Z movies or strange imports or other cult films, they've got a ton of stuff. Yep. Really, yep. really good. So I want to, um, before we close this segment, I want to give people one more piece of homework, aside from thinking about the Shatner superpowers. Okay. Um, and looking for 10th level. And looking for 10th level. Rocket, yeah. Well, there's, you know, you can never give them too much homework. Especially during the summer. Yeah. Because they're not doing anything. Because when I was teaching, you know, the more homework you gave them, the better. It makes them think. Mm-hmm. Um, makes them think how much they wish they weren't in your class. <laughs> I was a good teacher. I'm you sure know, you I got an award. Yeah? Yeah. It was on the wall in my office. Oh, okay. I'll look at that <laughs> next time I'm there. Is it is it being held up by the, the Apollo magnet? <laughs> no, I didn't frame it or anything. It was just a piece of paper. Oh. Graduate Student Instructor Award. Thank you. Um, what we, we're, we're trying to be creative in getting, um, ways for Bill to say, look at my butt. So our friend Wildcat, who we've mentioned before, um, sent us a little email, which, um, I wanted to read and, uh, she had a suggestion. So, you know, Bill is in the horsey set and he's always, you know, hanging around those horse people. And she figured, um, maybe you could tell him that it's the name of a horse it wouldn't be too different than some of the strange names that are always in the newspaper. So maybe somebody could interview Bill and say, there's this great horse, and it's called Look at My Butt. And then he'd go, you know what, though? What? That is a fantastic name for a horse. Because <laughs> well, it implies this horse is yeah, in the lead and, and you're and looking at his butt. Well, maybe we can get someone to name their horse Look at My Butt, and then he'd be forced to say it. And, you know, I was thinking about that today because I just got the news that he was uh, just in a horse show in Kentucky and he and Elizabeth, his wife, had won uh, a few awards. And uh, the horses they were showing, I can't remember all the names, but one of them was named Spill the Ink. <laughs> and it's probably a, a spotted black yeah. and white horse or something. But Look at My Butt is a great horse name. I think it's an excellent horse name. So that might be one way to get him to say it. Yeah. So, so we want you to come up with other creative ways to get him to say that phrase. That's right. Out of context, you know, not the name of the podcast and not literally look at my butt, but how else could we get him to say that? Yep. Now, do you want to talk about uh, Tony's thing or are we saving that up? Um, let's, let's do it now and then I'll play it. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. I haven't heard it. Okay. So our friend Tony, um, who is a, a great guy and has sent us many, many wonderful things is right now, even as we speak mm-hmm. at uh, a comic book convention in Chicago. And he decided that he would pimp our show a little bit there, which is very, Go very nice. Tony. We love Tony. Um, and he sent two audio files, which I'm going to play after this with the note that says, um, I thought I had a coup. And that was pretty much his whole email. So I'm going to play these two little pieces, and you can hear what he has to say, and then we'll go to the music, and then we're going to be back with more stuff. Dear LTNJK, this is your show pimp at Wizard World Chicago. I'm in line to see Star Trek novelist Peter David, and I'm going to attempt to get him to say those four words that everyone longs to hear. Look at his butt. Details forthcoming. Let's see how this works. LTNJK, much disappointment from Chicago Comic Con. Peter David would not say, look at his butt. I asked him if he was up for a strange question. He said yes. 
I said I was a correspondent for our podcast about Star Trek. Could I get him to say the name of the show? He said yes. I showed him the postcard, and he said, I don't think so. Some people just are not ready for the glory that is look at his butt. I'll see if I can find somebody else. Bye. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. The only thing we like better than William Shatner's butt is hearing from our listeners. Comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcast in the universe. You want to spend the night with me? The rhetorical question. I believe Shatner, of course you do. Comedy Central presents the roast of William Shatner. The Shat hits the band Sunday, August 20th on Comedy Central. It's going to be terrible for me, but good for you. And really, what could be better than an evening with William Shatner? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Well... Well, William Shatner, an evening with William Shatner, and a pizza. <laughs> and, some, and a beer slushie. <laughs> there you go. It's still my heart. Yeah. Um, but you know what? You get to spend an evening with William Shatner because on Comedy Central, they're going to have um, a roast. And it's going to be happening really soon. They are going to be showing the censored version of it on Comedy Central, but there's going to be an uncensored version of it available on pay-per-view. And I don't know how long that's going to be. It could be long. It could be really, really long. Um, Because Bill is very roast-worthy. Yes. And, of course, we will be getting that, and we will be reviewing it, and hopefully doing some audio clips from it. Yes. Because we hope that that will be good. Yes. Um, You know, I don't actually have the exact date of the roast. Do you remember what it is? Oh. It's in August. It's a week before the Emmys. Okay. It's near the end of August. Okay. I don't know the exact date right now. Well, let me look it up. And while I'm looking it up, um, you've seen some of those other roasts that they've had on there, right? Not on Comedy Central, no. but I remember years and years ago, my parents used to watch the Dean Martin roast. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming this is, you know, the same sort of thing where they, they, um, each person gets up and makes a, a lot of mean, nasty cracks about you. <laughs> And then at the end, they say, each person has to say something like, but, you know, I say this with love, Mm -hmm. you know, in their best Don Rickles, phony, sincere thing. And then at the end, the roastee gets to get up, and he makes his own jokes, and then he thanks them with love, and that's the end of the roast. Who knows what goes on on Comedy Central? I don't know. But it is top secret who the guests are. Well, that's what I was just wondering who they were going to get. So we speculated a little bit, and we thought um, they'd have to have Leonard. Yeah, and you know what? If Leonard tells that damn bicycle story... (sighs) I hope I hope somebody just gets up and slaps him, throws things at him. Yes, absolutely. It's going to be on Sunday, the 20th of August, okay. which is coming up pretty okay. soon. Um, there is a site for it at Comedy Central, which I will put up the link for. And uh, I'm just looking to see if they have any information at all about um, who's going to be there. Their site is nope, it's not top, very good. It's top secret who's going to be there. Oh, wow. It's funny because when you go to the site um, for the roast, they have this separate little mini site. It says, uh, 
performers cozy up to our intriguing roasty, and it kind of implies that they're going to tell you who else is going to be there, and it's not. Nope. What's the download stuff? Do you know what that is? Yeah, you can download like an icon and, and little things like that. All right. Well, um, we're very, very excited about this, and we're very excited about the uncensored version. Who knows what they're going to say? That's right. Do you think that um, Walter Koenig is going to be there? <laughs> and George Takei. And George Takei and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm wondering, um, you know, Spader isn't a big one for participating in things mm-hmm. like that, so I'd be very surprised if he was there, but I wouldn't be surprised if Candace Bergen agreed to do it. Oh, that's it. true. Yeah, she might do um, it. Also, I wouldn't be surprised if they got some of... People who are friends of his who we do not associate with mm-hmm. work. Uh, Scott Hamilton, Hamilton might be one of Brad Henry Hazley. Rollins. Henry oh my Rollins. God, wouldn't it be great to you see You know Henry who else is a, is a friend of his, or at least used to be, is uh, Patrick Duffy. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that would be awesome. So, you know, there... And uh, Jesus, you know, if, if they were going to get even... Two percent of the women he's banged—that oh. would be a what a twelve-day show. I hope they have some of the women he slept with, just to, because they have to talk about it. I mean, they really have no matter to, how uncomfortable it makes him and Elizabeth and everybody else. They have it's, to talk it's about got it. To. It's got to happen. It's part of it. So extremely exciting stuff. That's yes. right. Yes. Okay. And a week later is the Emmys, right? So we have to be watching that to see how many he's going to get. That's right. Not if how many. How many? <laughs> How many will he take home to set beside his little fountain to be splashed? That's right. <laughs> <sighs> oh, Bill. All right. Um, next up in the newsy news department, this isn't actually news. This is something that... Um, <laughs> oh, God, this picture just came up and I... Know. I just <laughs> this is something we waited way too long to talk about. So we've talked about um, one of our friends, Frosty Snowbro, who sent us great stuff and always sends us interesting email and everything. And he and some other folks have a blog called Gateway73. It's gateway73.blogspot.com, and I'll put up the link to it. And a long, long, long time ago, back in January, when they started this blog, one of the very first things that they posted um, was something... About us, which was so nice, and I had meant to put it up, and I'm going to put up the link, but I'm also going to put up these beautiful little images that they made of me and you, because it's so cute, and the entry says, two geek babes, babes in love with Shatner. We now spotlight the two geek bags over at the blog called Look at His Butt, where Commander Lena T. and Jungle Kitty, JK, talk about William Shatner's rear science fiction, Star Trek, and sex toys. We plugged their information into the war machine, and it came up with these two representations. This is not how they look in the real world. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> so um, that post leads off uh, a whole week's worth of postings about Star Trek and some funny illustrations that they have there, Star Trek pinball machine, and oh, uh, Kellogg's Sugar clients, Smacks. I didn't mean to tell you this. At one of my clients, they have a Star Trek pinball machine. Oh, do they really? But it's TNG, so oh, who cares? Oh, wow. Anyway, there's a whole bunch of really funny Star Trek stuff right there, so that was wonderful, and I'm so sorry we never mentioned it before, but yes, we meant to. because we, we love <laughs> the drawings, and um, I love the fact that I look extremely sexy, but I also look 12 years old. <laughs> So I'm like a 12-year-old dom because I have this giant bow in my Uh hair, but I'm a kitten with a whip. You do, and you have this little kitty next to you. Well, that would be making me sneeze in real life. So you're right. It isn't how I look in real life. In real life, I'd be sneezing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm uh, standing there in a a sort of next-generation-y costume, and I'm holding something which looks remarkably like a Klingon paint stick. But? But it's not. um, You know what it is? It's a Klingon paint stick. That you're going to make into a lightsaber dildo. <laughs> so, um, 
So you should all go check this out. It's really great. I also wanted to mention the reason that this came up again is because very recently um, they had another uh, little Trek type thing going on here, which is uh, uh, name that superhero. So they were inviting people to come up with names for these superheroes that they had created. And for no particular reason, um, they started off this week with a picture of William Shatner. Yay! (laughs) And it's a picture we'd seen before. And it's a little odd, this picture. It's a picture of him maybe circa, I don't know, what do you think? Early 80s? Yep. Probably. He sort of has a big feathery um, tube on top. And he's shirtless. And he has a lot of chest hair. But it's an odd picture in that it almost looks like his head is photoshopped onto the body. Except that does Mm. kind of look like his body. It does. It's just odd. It it is is an odd picture. And you know what's odd to me about it is... I've seen plenty of other shirtless pictures of Bill, but for some reason, this one, more than any other, implies total nudity. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm glad you have that take on it. Do you not? Am I alone in this? You know, it wasn't my first take, but I could definitely talk myself into it. Um, And what I like about this picture is the caption underneath it that Mm -hmm. says, The power of Shatner's chest hair compels you. Absolutely. Which is great. So I will also put up the link to this little um, odd little picture of Bill, and you can send in your own comments on it, whether you think he's nude or, you know, what it makes you think of generally. Uh, But we thank you, Frosty Snowbro, because those are two really good things. (laughs) And and we love you. So, let's see. What else did we have on this particular list? Do you want to talk about this? Yes. Coming up in September, a big, big event that we've been talking about and we're going to continue talking about is CreationCon. Yay! The 40th anniversary of our beloved Star Trek is September 8th. That's when it debuted. And on September 8th... uh, Bill will be in Chicago, <laughs> so don't, but don't go to that one. Go to the one in Sacramento, because that Sunday of the Sacramento Con, which I believe is the 10th, mm-hmm. he will be in Sacramento, he and Leonard. It's, um, it's really, we've been to the Sacramento Con once before, and it's really one of my favorites, because I've been to the big Creation Con mm-hmm. down in Pasadena, and I like this one better, simply because it's not quite mm-hmm. as huge, mm-hmm. but oh my God, there's... There's plenty going on. There'll be stuff in the dealer's room. There'll be um, lesser luminaries who you can, you know, talk to and get autographs from. We will be there. Absolutely. We're going to be doing a podcast every night right. and of the con. And we're bringing our own Kiwi with us, which is very important We are. To we're note. bringing our Kiwi security. Yes. And... Um, we want to we want to interview people. If you're in the line for a William Shatner autograph, look for us. We'll be coming around wanting to talk to people yes. about what they're having him autograph, and, and, and we'll be wearing our Look at His Butt T-shirt, so you'll be able to find us very easily. Yeah, we, at least one of us will have it on, have one on the whole time because it's three days. We yeah. don't want to, you know, wear the same yeah. shirt for three um, days. But we'll be switching off. Yes, and just to let you know who else is going to be there. So Bill's going to be there, and Leonard's going to be there. They're going to do their stand-up comedy routine. One which assumes. they are wonderful on stage yes. together. If you have not seen them. Like this, uh, where they're in front of the audience and taking questions, the way they play off of each other is wonderful. It's great. Um, uh, Robert McNeil is going to be there, Lieutenant Paris. Dominic Keating, who is on Enterprise. John Delancey, who's always wonderful. Well, no, he's not. Oh, really? Well, I've heard. Well, I've heard many good stories about him. Um, the first time I ever met him, yeah, 
he was pissed off and he was wonderful huh? because he had shown up, you know, and he was going to do an autograph table mm-hmm. like like he wasn't a big star, like he was one, you know, like he was the third ensign or mm-hmm. something. And they did they hadn't set it up right, so he was stuck back in the art room, which nobody went to. Oh. And so you know, I went in there. Hi, John Delancey, and he was very nice. He was charming. He was funny, and it was great. The next time I saw him was mm-hmm. on the main stage at a different con, mm-hmm. and. He was actually quite mean and cruel. Oh, well, that's terrible. So, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll see what he's like. And and since this is the third time, this will be the deciding time. That's so right. If John, he, you better be on your best behavior. So, if he's good, that means um, he's good forever. And if he's bad, that means we hate him forever. And he's burning in hell. Yeah. That's it. Just okay. black and white. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Armin Shimmerman is also going to be there, who was uh, Quark on Deep Space Nine. Also, I believe uh, Marlena is going to be there. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm looking pretty for the sure. rest of the people. Oh, here we go. Here's Oh, yes. Barbara Luna is going to be there. And I've met her. She's wonderful, and she is still gorgeous. Yeah. Um, you know who else is going to be there? Two, two other guys that I know. Um, Don Marshall, who was Lieutenant Boma, the black guy in Galileo <laughs> 7. I mean, you have to say that. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And also Charlie Brill, who played um, Arn Darvin in Trouble with Tribbles, and who came back and reprised that That's role right. in... Um, uh, more Tribbles, More Troubles on Deep Space Nine. So that's kind of cool. I'm sure they'll have a lot of other people. Um, Those are just the of, ones that are listed right the, now. The time I met uh, Delancey and Barbara Luna, I also met William Wyndham, who was absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that, I believe, was the first time he had done a con. And, um, gee, you know, for you and me, I don't think it would be a con if Lockwood wasn't there. Oh, my God. I hope Lockwood <laughs> is there. I so hope Lockwood is there. Because I want to explain to him what look at his butt means. <laughs> Would that not be the Are best conversation? Are you going to tell him it's a horse's name? <gasps> Maybe. Maybe we could get Blackwood to say, look <sighs> at his butt. Oh, we could get him to say anything. <laughs> anything. If, I went, if, if either you or I went and sat on his lap, he would say anything. Right after he finished paying us for the lap dance, That's because right. he'd assume that what it is. Of course. That's what it is. Okay, awesome. so <laughs> we want to see you at Creation Con. Yay. And we'll be giving away some little look at his butt freebies too. Yeah, yeah. We'll so be there. we're we're very approachable, you know. Unless you're an alpha monkey, and then our kiwi is gonna beat the crap out of you. Yeah, and he can do it too. Yeah, great. Uh, so yes, creation common. We'll be talking more about that. We'll give more updates on the guest list because they always increase it as it gets closer to the con, and mm-hmm. they have actually um, people committing. I think that's the the main thing. So for those of you who can't make it, be sure and. Uh, Tune into our podcast every night of the con. We'll yes. be giving you the freshest, freshest news. Yeah, it's going to be so awesome! That awesome. <laughs> okay, now you've got some <clears throat> episode comments to talk about. That's right. Um, again, my fitness regime <laughs> continues, <laughs> and I'm starting first of all to get a little worried because I'm I've really started to run through all my favorites, and now I'm you know getting down to some of the others. That, but you know, I'm sure I will have new insights on them as well. But I was watching and. I can't even think of the name of it. The Nazi episode? Patterns of Force. Thank you. <laughs> I was thinking Taste of Power. You know, couldn't couldn't get it at all. <clears throat> and um, we've talked about those wonderful Star Trek 2.0 commercials that they show on G4 with with the dolls. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we and, love the dolls. And we love the dolls and we love Spock. Well, here I am watching the Nazi episode, which I've seen before, but I just, I guess, totally spaced on this. When they're going to beam down... You know, they have the ship's costumer. Now, Kirk does not call her the ship's costumer, but there is a name for her, like contact wardrobe or something, you know. Ship's embroiderer? Yeah. <laughs> and we need clothes, so da 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 So, Kirk's in his jeans. <gasps> uh, Love those jeans. Kind of a casual shirt. Really good. 
Spock is totally dressed like a homie. <laughs> and so, I want to do my comment on the episode as the Spock doll. <laughs> because that's all I could think of. Even when they changed clothes and he got in a Nazi uniform and they took off their clothes and got whipped and did the whole weird thing. Uh-huh. All so, I'm thinking is, it's homie Spock. Okay. Okay. Of course it's not fat white boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, they got to go down to the planet. So Spock, for his disguise, puts on his relaxing clothes. And he pulls on his knit hat. His chillaxing clothes. His chillaxing clothes. <laughs> and he puts on his baggy sweater. And it's like, it's like it don't even hang even no more because he had it so long because his grandma made it. But he put that on and they beam down because he got business on the planet. Business. And he going to take care of the business. He going to pinch some Nazi neck. <laughs> That John Gill better watch his motherfucking ass, because Spock don't put up with that shit. And children, there is a lesson here for you. Spock didn't get to be the best motherfucking first officer in the fleet because he was hanging out on the streets and staying out all night. He stayed in school, he studied hard, he learned all that calculating shit, and he can calculate odds... He don't need no Vulcan mind mail to tell him what horse is coming in. And he made a big old pile of green gambling at the track. And he took it and he moved to the 23rd century where the living is easy. And now he get to hang out on the bridge and he get to smart mouth Kirk and all the rest of them and they have to put up with his sass because they know Spock's right. And there's only one bad thing in his whole life now. And that's he only gets a woman every seven years. And then it's a bony-ass, mean-mouthed bitch like to pring. And she be two-timing him with Stan. You know, Spock, he not her baby daddy. And then she makes him kill his best friend. That's cold. Even if his best friend is a white boy, that's cold, bitch. But Spock... He's cool with it. Because he knows that next seven years, the odds of him getting stuck with another hoe like Tupring are nothing dot nothing. Spock, out. <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. And that was the episode. summary of Patterns of Force I've ever, <laughs> ever heard. Thank you. And I, I thought that up when I was walking my dog. I love that. That is really great. And I'm sure our listeners will find it doubly amusing because it's always amusing to hear white girls try to talk like homeboys. <laughs> always. Was it that bad? Um, it was about the way I do it. So okay, good. good. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not a puppet. You know, I'm not a professional I know. Spock puppet It person. was great, though. It made it funnier. Good. It was excellent. Thank you so much for putting that together. Okay. That was great. And it was hard to put together because you were talking the whole time <laughs> I was trying to type up a few little paltry notes. I was just practicing being obnoxious. Um, <laughs> that was really good. Uh, can you do more episode summaries like that? Because I like that much better than actual episode <laughs> summaries. <laughs> well, you know what? It's kind of like the TOS version of the Sunbeam summaries. <laughs> Because <laughs> they just go off on their true. own sunbeam sort of tangent. true. You know, we need to read more of those. Those mm-hmm. are really funny. All I always right. wish she would have done TOS. Oh, maybe we can talk her into it. Maybe so. Well, um, we have one more thing to close out this segment, and we saved the best for last. And we want you all to sit up straight, 
because we are presenting a special homework award. This is like however many gold stars you could have, this is how many it is, like infinite plus one. Yeah. And this was sent to us by one of our listeners, Jennifer Toy, who sent it just the other day. And man, she turned this around pretty damn fast, I gotta say. (laughs) So we had asked you two podcasts ago to complete the bad story, the Spock's hot date story. With sparkle and bluey. With sparkle and bluey. You all remember them. And... Jennifer sent us this amazing thing. Now, I'm going to post a text version of it because my reading of this will not do justice to um, the completely bizarre spelling and punctuation and or lack of punctuation and just everything else that goes well, with it. Maybe you could read it in a black voice, white girl. <laughs> no, it'd be too hard. How about Minnesotan? <laughs> Maybe Marjorie could read that Actually, story for us. You know, I, I have a, um, you know, the last one was very English because it had all that, you know. We got save the ship now. Yeah, and we were imagining that it was being performed by uh, members of Monty Python. Um, Jennifer has given this sort of a, a Valley Girl flavor, and I don't mm-hmm. want to do it too much, but maybe we could put a little bit Maybe of just a straight reading will let the story shine on its yeah. own. And there are quite a few really funny misspellings in here, which I might have to spell out or actually translate to you what it says. So um, I'll read this. Okay. So this is uh, Chapter 3, How Bluey's Geographical Hair and Sparkle's Fairy Lights Saved the Day. Yay. And it starts off with the phrase, and there on the handle was a hook. (laughs) Now I'm scared. Bluey woke up in a coat closet, dazzed and confused. Where was she, and how did she get there? She wasn't sure, but she knew that bad things occur in space, and when all the lights go out, Spark needed him, and she had to find him. But it was so dark and lonely down in this closet, she couldn't find the handle to get out. Thunder roared throughout the ship as she tossed herself from side to side. She thought, as she smashed against the sides of the closet, is this how I die? Will Spick save me, or is my fate to be trapped in this closet for all eternity? No, she thought, I mustn't give up. After all, Spock hasn't paid me yet (laughs) and no stiffs me on the bill i think no one stiffs me on the bill that's it i will save him and this damn ship then force him to pay whatever game i choose Mm, delirious bluely fought her way out of the closet with new fever as she busted out she found found sparkle on the floor (laughs) sparkle was in the middle masturbation that would have brought the gods to their knees while buoy would have loved to watch this. This wasn't the time. She wanted to punish Spock for leaving her in the closet the way any two-cent hooker would by forcing him to endure hours of horny sex. To do that, she would need Sparkle's celestial fairy lights to save the day. Bluey slapped Sparkle until she snapped out of it. That's great. That was one paragraph, by Yeah, the way. and I think it was only three <laughs> sentences. Yeah, with no punctuation. <laughs> we have to save the ship. Slightly shaken, but A-okay. <laughs> I love that. Sparkle yeah. raced with her best friend and fellow, it should be whore, but it's spelled hour. <laughs> love it. Fellow hour, bluely, to the bridge. While they found all the men out on the floor, she gave the Vulcan fingers select to figure out that if the men didn't wake soon, they would die. Bluey nodded to Sparkle as she started a sparkling fan dance that would wake anyone as long as he prefer women over men. Every rose except for Kirk, who was still unconscious. Despite the current crisis, the entire bridge was silent. How could Kirk have not awakened? Did he really prefer men over women? Was he still in the closet? No, it couldn't be. He had to be (laughs) imposter. An ironic fan dance should awaken anyone. (laughs) Ironic fan dance. Even women. It was normal and natural to love a woman, but to love a man? No, it couldn't be. It's so unclean. (laughs) 
Spick was the first to speak. Logically, we must conclude that this is indeed not our captain. Security! Bluey threw herself between Spock and Kirk. Tear flowed from eye as she pleaded with Spock. Spock, please, this is Captain Kirk. I never forget anyone I sleep with. It's knit his fault that men are more exciting to him than women. It's a rare space sickness. Some of the letters in space and sickness are capitalized in a very Shatnerian way, <laughs> which I really like. Spock pushed her aside. Women, don't you think I would know that? After all, we are bothers of the soul. A mind meld, I'll say. A mind meld should determine his identity. Spock placed one finger into Kirk's face. <laughs> oh, That's my favorite Actually, it, it's better because it says, Spock placed one finger into Kirk's face, then twisted. <laughs> ow! Ow! <laughs> His eyes snapped open. He, he whipsure, <laughs> whisper, whipsure. We are Captain James Tiberius Kirk. We want Spark. We hunger for Spock. Spark, so hot, so dirty. Spock <laughs> broke the connection. He panted. He felt it. The space madness had infected him. Bluely tuffed Spock's chest. She smiled. It's not so bad. It's only a minor infection. Any male who melds with a male who has been infected will get infected as well. She closed her eyes and focused. A second later, Spock felt aroused. He had been cured. He growed at her, but she put a finger to her lip. Sorry, but she put a finger on his lip. No, not yet. We have plenty of time to determine your punishment. First, we must save your captain. When this is over, I am promised to show you how Klingons mate. You will find very similar to another species we all know so well. Her tone shifted as she ordered, Move the ship to 19234.33 Mark 22, warp 6. Wow. That was great. The crew hesitated but quickly responded. As the ship sped off to the coordinates, she gave Bluey... She gave Bluey put her hand on Kirk's chest, then closed her eyes. As the ship moved, her hair began to change from blue to white to pink to green, then finally to orange. She screamed as she took on Kirk's pain. His eyes flew open as she collapsed. Sulu reported, We have reached the coordinates, sure. Of course, no one paid attention to the useless background character. <laughs> yes. They were all focused on Kirk as he cuddled the beautiful temptress, previously known as Bluey. She flashed Kirk a weak smile as she caressed his ripped shirt. <laughs> Just ripped. Because he was sick. Yeah. You'll be all right now. He murdered to her. I think that's supposed to be murmured. I know, but I, that's it's my favorite murd, misspelling. Murd, <laughs> murd. Two M's. M-M-I-R-R-E-D. Thanks to you. She smiled. How could I not? I have been in love with you ever since the night we banged after the Christmas party. <laughs> she reached her hand up to touch his face. You remember, don't you? Kirk remembered banging Helen Noel, but not this woman. Then again, he had banged so many, it is hard to keep track. Still, a woman whose hair changes depending on where they are should be memorable unless she is bad in bed. No, he thought it couldn't be true. A woman like her would have to be great in bed, particularly if she arose him like a moment before. She was definitely worth a second look, and bluffing his way out of the situation. Melinda, how could I forget you? The night we spent together was ama was the amazing. <laughs> oh, Jamie, you remember. She breathlessly cried as Kirk planted his lips on hers. She flit that the bliss would never end, but before she knew it, his lips were gone, and she was alone. She reached up for his lips to find them smiling at her. <laughs> <laughs> this is so Cheshire Cow. Oh. He 
ordered the ship to go in circles until he was done banging. That's like a hours, standard order. Hours. I don't think he even has to, to spell it out anymore. He just says, standard order 69, and they do it. They returned to the couch they were at before the whole thing started. Only this time, Kirk had both ladies, and Spick was forced to watch. <laughs> Yay! Spock tried to remind Kirk that they had forgotten to save the Earth. <laughs> but it was no good. When he gets like this, there is not stopping the orgy that was about to begin. Maybe they would save the Earth another day. The end. <laughs> that is so brilliant. Oh, I Jennifer, love it. great, great job. That was just so good. And I loved how you incorporated some some uh, themes from previous Look at His Butt yes. programs. And you just picked up on all of the, the strange, odd misspellings and everything. Mm-hmm. It was just so good. So um, you've heard me read it, but for the full effect, you really need to go to the link and, and read the text version of this with all weird spellings and everything intact. So good. Yep. So, all the gold stars forever to you for that. <laughs> We're all out of gold stars. But now. just because Jennifer wrote an ending to the story doesn't mean there couldn't be other endings. Do you remember the Choose Your Own Adventure books from yeah, years ago? Yeah. yeah. So, there, I think there need to be more than one ending to this story. Um, this is one, Make Up Your Own, where, where you know, Kirk has to have sex. Mm, but, well, but it could that's happen. That's like the only requirement. It, it could happen in so many other ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That was great, and that was just uh, such a wonderful gift to receive in the mail. <laughs> so I think that's going to end this one up that's for right. now. Um, we, we will say that we're taking a little vacation. Well, actually, I'm taking a vacation. Yeah, I'm just working. Uh, so when we get back, I'll be nice and refreshed, and maybe I'll have some uh, little fun stories to tell, and maybe even um, some, some things to read. If I have time to do a little writing, I might try and write something. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. So uh, you guys all work on all of your homeworks. There are a lot of homeworks for you to be working on. So, you know, let's, let's get busy with this stuff. 